OMG What a Complete Education with Emer McLeisted and Sarah Breen is brought to you by Education and Training Boards Ireland, the national representative body for the education and training boards across the country that deliver education, training and youth work in all corners of Ireland. Whatever path you want to take in life, you'll find the way through further education and training and you'll find it right on your doorstep. Welcome back to OMG What a Complete Education. I'm Sarah Breen. And I'm Emer McLeisett. And we are the authors of the OMG What a Complete Ashling book series. Yes, we are. Um, today we're going to be talking about outdoor education. Emer, it's a theme close to your heart. <laughs> Emer is a lover. I'm not going to shame you. Um, Emer is a lover of the great outdoors. Sarah slags me constantly about... <laughs> she, <laughs> you go sea swimming, which is wonderful. Um, and just, you, It's just swimming. You are just, you are well equipped for the outdoors. You have not only a pair of hiking boots, you have a pair of hiking sandals. I do. So you can hike in all weathers. Um, I've seen you wear the the hiking (laughs) boots just the one time and we were on our holidays um, over in, where were we, Mayo, Sligo? Mm -hmm. Um, And we had just stepped out of a car park to stand (laughs) and look at a lighthouse. And what happened, Emer? I fell over. You immediately fell over. You were just standing there. <laughs> I fell over from standing. <laughs> that was the only time um, I'd seen the hiking boots in action. And I don't know if they saw you coming in that hiking shop. Well, with the level of slagging, is it any wonder I don't wear my hiking boots around you? <laughs> no, I do enjoy the outdoors. And it's probably one of my most ashling traits is like being prepared for things. Absolutely. Um, Sarah also likes to remind me of the time we went to the Oxygen Musical Festival many years ago. And she heard oh. <laughs> We had arrived at the festival and, you know, broke out the camping chairs. I sat down immediately and Emer was, of course, putting up her tent like a scout. And then I could hear this weird squeaking from inside. And I looked in and there she was with her double height, double uh, air mattress and her foot pump going with her keys uh, securely around her neck in a lanyard. And I thought, wow, OK, this is going to be a different type of camping experience than what I'm used to. Well, the sad end to that story was someone stole my rucksack and all of my clothes. But that was completely out of your While control. While I was pumping up the airbed. <laughs> um, so maybe I should go on one of these outdoor education uh, trips. We're actually going to be talking to two really inspiring men, uh, Tyg Boyden and Mick Kane, And they're going to be telling us all about the opportunities that there are in further education in the outdoors. So we're joined now by Mick Kane. Mick is the director of Ackle Outdoor Education and Training Centre. And Mick, you're coming to us from Ackle today. Yep, live live from Ackle Island, sunny Ackle. Gorgeous. So director of Ackle Outdoor Education and Training Centre, that sounds sounds very grand. But you have a really wide history and experience with outdoor education and particular working with kind of education and training boards. Can you kind of give us like a potted history of, of what got you to where you are today? I suppose I got into the outdoors at, at, at a young age. I was always into sport and hurling and everything. And when I finished school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I suppose outdoor education was, was a natural route for me. And I worked in Tana uh, ETB Centre originally uh, as, as, as a, a trainee and then went to the Share Centre in Northern Ireland. So I worked in the outdoors, got into all my sports, and a lot of kayak and surfing, hill walking and, and, and all those different activities, windsurfing especially. Um, and I suppose in my mid-twenties, late-twenties, I had surgery on my back. So I realised maybe the outdoors, it's difficult to keep going long-term if I had a serious injury. So I went back to college, got my degree in GMIT, fantastic outdoor course in there. And um, I suppose went into the, the community development environmental sector in ecology and uh, worked with a lot of programs. I was the rural recreation officer for the county working on walks and trail development. I worked with the rural social scheme. We set up a lot of meals on wheels service. 
services, a lot of environmental uh, 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 programs throughout uh, villages. And I suppose in the last few years, I worked specifically on freshwater ecology with the EPA and the local waters uh, uh, program uh, through, the, through the county council. And that was an amazing job as well. And that, I suppose that all led to where I am today. I kept involved with all the outdoor activities and all the outdoor sport and what was happening nationally with, with outdoor education internationally. Uh, and when the, when the role came up on ACL, I suppose the, the, the experience and all the other roles helped me in a way uh, because I suppose I had that broad background of community development, ecology, environmental and the hard skills of outdoor education as well. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a strange route, but um, I think everything uh, uh, lends itself to where you arrive at, you know, as well. So it, it, it was a, a, a lot, the long way around but I'm glad I went that route as well. It seems like such a natural fit for you because you're very passionate about the outdoors and passionate about ACL. Can you give us an idea of some of the courses that are available there? Well, we, we, I suppose as a centre, we're very busy. We're open all year round. And we always say to people, this is our quiet time. We have 50 uh, kids a day on our summer camps and our environmental camps and our surf camps. But once September kicks in, we're into residentials with a lot of big schools coming to us, all our own schools, our youth reach services, schools completion, and all those youth reach throughout the whole um, winter with MSLETB. Uh, we have a lot of, of our courses, which is great now, so our sales apprentices are coming down. All those courses are coming down to us to do their team development, their, their induction days as well. But once October kicks in, we run two uh, traineeships. We do an outdoor environmental traineeship, which is 44 weeks, uh, more or less all year round. And then we run a, a beach lifeguard and surf instructor course as well, which is six months. So the environmental outdoor traineeship, uh, you do your qualifications in, in um, kayaking, sea kayaking specifically, um, uh, hill walking, you do your advanced first aid, but you, we do a lot of environmental modules, so Leave No Trace, we work very close with. So they do the Leave No Trace trainers course, they do the freshwater ecology course, they do the marine ecology course. So we've a lot of environmental modules on it, and the thinking behind that is when you qualify as an outdoor instructor, you've got a lot more to give. So when you're out on the water with a group or on the land, you can talk about climate, you can talk about sustainability, and you can talk about how you can change behaviour with young people in terms of protecting their environment. So we're trying to, I suppose, future-proof instructors that they're job-ready, but they also have that um, knowledge on their on their environment as well. And if somebody was, say, a young person is coming up to school-leaving age and they're thinking, I'd love to, you know, go into something like that, something that is outdoor education or they want to work in the outdoors, they want to work environmentally, could they go to, say, the centre you work at and learn something? Or I know that there's kind of a wide network of outdoor education, probably up and down the West Coast and across the country. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? So if somebody wanted to come onto our course, uh, they could go straight in through the fetch process through FET and apply for the course and come on the course. And we get a lot of, uh, I suppose, people coming through that pathway through different services, through youth reach and through the different schools completion programs as well. And straight out of school and they go straight into our course and in the 44 weeks, they're, they're industry ready. They're qualified to work in the industry. And almost all of them get work straight away in, in either the outdoor industry or uh, ecotourism, tour guiding or environmental education. So they can go straight through that route. With MSLETB, I suppose the senior management team are very uh, pro uh, progressive and proactive in terms of pathways. So at the moment, we've been in funding for uh, a pathways programme for all our schools throughout MSLETB, Mayo Sligo Leitrim, to look at a pathways programme to bring the TYs down from all those uh, schools to look at what we do and what a career in the outdoors environmental industry would look like. And that's fully funded. And there's no cost to the schools to do that. So we're trying to create pathways to make people aware of the opportunities in outdoor education. I suppose in, in Ireland, 
we're really only starting in this whole space. You can see that it's expanding exponentially. We have the perfect platform for, for outdoor environmental education. Um, so it's going to be a growing industry as time goes on. But I do feel as if the hard skills are one side, but that's the softer side in terms of therapy, in terms of blue spaces, working on resilience and well-being is, 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 is going to be a massive space for us going forward in the outdoor sector. And we have a, a new strategy for outdoor education, which really highlights that and aligns it with the FET strategy as well. I feel like a lot of young people probably wouldn't realise that this kind of opportunity to learn is open to them. I think when people think of higher education or think of, you know, third level, they think of academics, they think of books, they think of essays, they think of dissertations. I'm sure there's some of that involved in what you teach. But I think hearing that there's such investment and such um, positive strategy going forward, it's, it's quite inspiring. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you think how, I suppose, learner-focused the ETB are, and, and I suppose I can speak on behalf of our own in MSL ETB, it's very much about the learner from as soon as, as soon as they come into the course, looking at all those different add-ons and really looking at, I suppose, their entry into FET, their time in FET, and then the exit out of FET and where they go on that pathway. So it's a big piece there is what career they end up in. Maybe there's a pathway into, in, into further education for them, but there's, there's, I suppose there's intervention all along the way to, to help guide people along. So it's slightly different than, I suppose, a university side where you go in as a student and you're really responsible for a lot of your own, I suppose, uh, development. Whereas with this, I mean, there, there's help all along the way. And I suppose everybody develops at different stages. But for us, it's about getting those skills and, and the skills you learn as an outdoor instructor are transferable to any career. If you can work with a, a group of 50 kids, you can work in any sector, you know. So it's, it's, it's it, all those skills in terms of team development, in terms of, again, resilience and mining your own well-being, they're transferable to any uh, uh, career. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it's a great platform to start from. So you're on the ground there in Ackle or in the water half the time probably and you're meeting students all the time. Do you find that they're more interested in the environmental side of things and sustainability now? Yeah, I think so. I think that it, it's about... <laughs> I suppose excuse the pun in terms of even even the seashore safari stuff. My, you know, it's 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 a get it's about getting that hook and how do you engage with them? And oftentimes it's through the medium of outdoor education. And when you start talking about you know uh, uh, marine spatial pl plans and freshwater ecology, you can lose them very quickly. But if they're engaged in an activity that they're enjoying, and you can bring that in there. They associate the learnings from that with the activities. So I remember the time we went surfing and we were talking about, you know, microplastics or we were talking about global warming, but they associate it with surfing. So it's about it's getting that balance and starting the conversation. It's a great platform to to work on behavioral change. And they are very much aware, but they're unsure as to what they can do. There is that anxiety of we'd love to do something, but we don't know what we can do. And we would talk to the groups, even saving water at home, even just using less water can make a huge difference. You know, uh, even how far do you travel to do your, your sport? You know, that can make a difference, you know. So the little things, the little subtle bits, and that, there's an onus on us as educators to do that as well. But I do think there is, um, there is an awareness there, but it's overwhelming for young people. There's so much stuff in the media now, they just don't know where to start. It's such a huge hill, but the, it's the small 
bite-sized bits that, you know, we tell them you can do this and you can make a huge difference. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think, as you, as you touched on there, there is kind of a lot of climate despair and people are like, oh, what can I do? I'm only a small fish in a very, very big pond. But I think it is on that smaller level. So it's great to hear that kind of fat. Um, when we're saying fat, we mean further education and training. In case anyone's going, oh, what's fat? What's fat? Further education and training. Um, can we ask about um, kind of the breadth of people that you work with? I know you work with a lot of young people and school-age people. People, but people who are coming to you for training, is there, are they coming from all walks of life or, or do you see a pattern? All walks of life and everybody from 17, 18 up to we had a learner on, on last year's course at 58. Wow, you impressive. Know, who just wanted, yeah. to, who wanted to change career um, and did, you know, so it's, 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 it, I suppose it's, it's from every background, from every year. And it's never too late. To, to, get, to engage with education you know, and, and to look at a different career. And I think people are seeing that now. That I think, I think they say you have five careers in your lifetime. Mm. You know, uh, I definitely did. We're on our second or third, yeah. at least. At least. <laughs> yeah. at least. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I remember going to Ackle in TY in transition year over 20 years ago. And I still think, now we probably didn't have the level of, as you said, focusing on freshwater ecology or, you know, what was going on on, on the seashore or whatever. But I still remember it as quite an inspiring few days in my life it and is. being on the water and windsurfing and all of this. And I still think about it and I still go back to Ackle and, and I think I'm so happy to be back here all these years later. I think the place where you live and work is probably a great inspiration to you. Yeah, it's magic. I mean, I absolutely love it. I, I mean, I, I'm lucky enough. I have four kids and a, and a, and a scatter of animals living <laughs> here in the house. So it's, it's, a, it's a great place. And if you're into outdoor education or into the environment or into your swimming, it's just, it's just magic. But Ackle, does, I suppose it does 90% of our work for us. I mean, you just open the doors and it's just amazing. Everywhere you turn, and even in the wintertime, it's amazing the, the, the different light you get, uh, music, you know, and we incorporate a lot of that into the centre as well, the whole, I suppose, heritage and, you know, local communities as well into what we do. So it's it's a magic place to live. It's it's um, it's such a, a, a great place to bring our kids up as well, because they're all into the outdoor activity as well. They're into surfing, they're into all that activity. It's a healthy way of life as well. And there's more and more people moving west now as well with the new... Um, hubs, these tech hubs now is popping up. So people are moving away and moving over we over the West as well with their families, which is great to see too. Yeah. You know? Well, listen, thank you so much, Mick, for joining us from Ackle today. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you and hear about the passion you have for your work. Next time we're over there, we're going to look you up, Mick. Yeah, we'll be in. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I'll get you we'll out be in for a no surfing lesson. <laughs> Thanks, Mick. Thanks so much, Mick. I suppose talking to Mick there, it really shows the breadth of opportunities there are in further education in Ireland. Like a lot of people, I don't think, would realise that working in outdoor education was something they could go to college for. No, I certainly didn't realise until about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so much further education and training. is It's truly for everyone. Um, you can earn while you learn through an apprenticeship. Yeah, you can do post-leaving cert courses and there's such a wide range on those. You can, if you're kind of going back to more basic stuff, core literacy, numeracy, they cover all of that. You could take up a new passion or a hobby doing an even course. Yeah, okay, well, let's get back to the episode. All the information is there on etbi.ie and the link will be in the show notes. 
That was Mick Kane, the director of the Ackle Outdoor Education and Training Centre, who is an amazing advertisement for Ackle. He really is. And now we're joined in studio in person by Tyg Boyden, who is a teacher of outdoor learning at Cork ETB. Welcome, Tyg. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. So you're a person who has been through kind of what we like to call a pathway of further education and kind of training. Can you talk us through, so you're a teacher currently in, in Cork. How did you get to where you are today? Um, yeah, so I, I, in my early 20s, I yeah, kind of stumbled on an outdoor course in Castown Bear. It, it doesn't run anymore, but and I did one year there. And then I heard about the course, the two-year program in Kinsale from there. So I went there. So I did the two years also. And yeah, it was, it was such an amazing experience. And uh, I, yeah, then the job came up there in 2004 teaching on it. So I kind of came back in fact there and I'm pretty much been there ever since yeah. you know, teaching on it. What were the modules that you, you did? Um, so it, there's kind of a lot of adventure sport modules like whitewater kayaking, windsurfing, cool. sailing, rock climbing. And then you have to do your regular kind of modules, which are like, you know, communications, work experience, and then some other mandatories like adventure activities mm-hmm. and outdoor recreation, which are, you know, you've got some essays and uh, reports and things to do as well. So when you left school, did you see kind of a traditional education pathway for yourself or were you more thinking, oh, I don't know, will I find anything that's for me? What What was your thinking around that age? Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I think I was quite disillusioned uh, and kind of lost when I left school. I, I finished my leaving cert and I thought that was actually a, a brilliant uh, achievement for myself at the time. And I, I didn't think college or university were for me. So, yeah, I just travelled for a couple of years, came back to Ireland and then I just stumbled on uh, outdoor. So, yeah, it was, it, it kind of had definitely helped me find, you know, I suppose myself a little bit. And yeah, and and that's what, that's the kind of passion I bring to further ed as well is that, you know, I see especially young people coming in and, and kind of maybe lost their way a little bit like I had when I was young. So um, Mick was telling us there about, you know, the type of people that he has coming on to courses that he sees in Ackle. Do you have a wide range of people coming to you down in Kinsale or where are, what pathways are they coming from? Are they from all over? I mean, it's really everything. I mean, like what Mick was saying about like he had somebody 58, we had somebody who was in their 50s a few years ago as well. It's it's all ages, but I would say we most like 70% of the cohort would be that sort of 18 to sort of 23 year olds, mm-hmm. yeah. male and female. You yeah, know. Yeah. And are these all people who are, are hiking every weekend and doing marathons and like swimming, you know, across the channel all the time? <laughs> oh, yeah. You, I mean, do you get some? I do a lot of the interviews and you know, the people blow you away with the, the stuff that they've done. But the, the thing is, is when they come onto the course, there's such a varied amount of different sports. And we, 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 we get moving so fast in terms of the skill level. Um, like, I mean, I don't, I don't really set the standards. The standards are set by FET, you know, in, in the, mo- the QQI level five and then in second year, the level six modules. Mm. So I have to deliver it. So I'm like, look, this is where you need to be. Like, this is really hard work. You know, we have to work really hard to get you there. So they like, it actually doesn't matter how much experience they come in with. It's, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about how much experience you bring. It's, it's kind of about how hard you're willing to work when you get there. Mick spoke to us also about kind of the soft skills of learning to maybe manage people, empathise with people, you know, work with people maybe who have fears around what they're doing. Is that something you find yourself doing with students or oh, teaching? Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I mean, you can imagine if you had to go over a waterfall in a kayak or go down a difficult rapid. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> My nightmare. I actually did get a white water rafting certificate when I was 16. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or going rock climbing. I mean, when, when the students go rock climbing, I mean, initially you do what's called top roping. So if you imagine you're climbing up a, a cliff and someone's holding a rope or taking the slack in. So if you do have a little slip, the rope will hold you. And, you know, it's scary, but it's fine. But quite quickly we move on to something else called lead climbing which is where they as they climb up they have to put in little pieces of metal in the cracks in the rock and they don't have a rope above them they have a rope below them so they have to you know <laughs> oh my gosh, we're like <laughs> yeah there's a serious amount of uh, judgment that they need to learn and 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 serious consequence as well mm. so um, and then there's teamwork as well because it's not me holding the rope it's 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 one of their other classmates so the the bonds that they form is, is really phenomenal I mean you see I meet people and 15 years later and they're still like their best friends oh, that they, they're you still know. recovering from this experience yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I mean it's not for it's definitely not for everyone I mean there is a, you know there's a particular type of kind of adrenaline seeker um, I suppose amongst us and uh, and as you get a bit older you kind of it gets more and more scary. I mean, it does for me anyway, you know, to, to do those things. People love this stuff. Yeah, they do. It wouldn't um, be for me. Sarah and I both, um, we left school, we both went into kind of traditional degree university courses. Neither of us, it didn't work out for either of us. And I know when we both went into a further education course in Ballyfermot, that there's a big difference in the amount of input from tutors and trainers I think that's a real success of these further education courses that people can do. They're, it's much more hands-on and interpersonal. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I, I mean, you know, if you, if you, I suppose if you go to university, here's the work and get it done. Whereas in further ed, you know, every, every teacher, and it doesn't matter, I, I'd say, whether you're doing art or drama or whatever, there's a real vested interest in the teachers to like really want you to succeed. Mm -hmm. And like that's definitely true in Kinsale College and, and I'm sure it's the other um, ETB's uh, colleges are the same where there, yeah, there's such a kind of, um, yeah, kind of you really want them to to be the best they can be, yeah. you know. Yeah, I always felt that in Ballyfermot. Everyone knew your name. Everybody was checking up on and you. Yeah, there was high investment in your work experience and how you were doing. So I... I I mean, that was us 15 years ago, and it's it's great to hear that it's still going on today. And where do you see your students going on to um, after they graduate? Well, well, some of them go on to other degree courses, like in uh, GMIT in, in, or in Castle Bar, and then also in Tralee. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I suppose the main thing is they get employment. You know, it, there's, a, there's 100% employment. If you want a job and you're willing to actually apply for a job, you will definitely get a job. It's That's a good statistic, isn't it? 100%? Yeah. Well, it's seasonal, you know, mm. so it's, you know, you get laid off. Most of them get laid off in September. So there, there's other things. People get into like driving, like tour bus driving. They, some of them go over to the Alps and they, they drive the buses for this, driving up people to and from the airports. Mm -hmm. Or they go down to New Zealand and work the other seasons down there mm. or in Canada. So there's kind of a seasonal worker. They get into ski instructing. Um, other people, when they stay in Ireland, they need to kind of get into like maybe some sort of youth work. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people seem to get into that. And yeah, it's it, because... People just don't go and want to do all the outdoor activities during the winter. Yeah. So you do have to find something else to do. How do you find it teaching those courses in the winter? Because obviously the, the academic year goes usually from September to, you know, June maybe. Yeah. So you are teaching through the winter months. How, how is that down what's, in Cork? What's windsurfing like in January? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's all very tough. I mean, having the right equipment is, in, is important. 
um, and having the right attitude, you know, being prepared in the morning. Uh, you know, the thing is, the weather actually isn't as bad as you think in Ireland. If yeah. you, you know, when you get out yeah. and you put your jacket on, it's never as bad as yeah. you think. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's grand, you know. I think, Emma, you have a sweatshirt with that sentiment written on it. Like yeah. It's, 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 it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. does a lot of sea swimming. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Tyke, when you were a student on this course, did you ever imagine that you would be back teaching it? Um... No, I, d- I don't think I'd kind of thought that far ahead. You know, <laughs> I was just loving it. I, it, it was, you know, I, I, I love the sports and I was completely hooked in the early days on the adrenaline fueled, you know, whitewater kayaking, you know, surf kayaking out in big waves and, and then rock climbing. But yeah, it was, it was after I started instructing for a couple of years, I suddenly realized, oh, I actually really enjoy like teaching people as well. And it was only when I spoke to other friends of mine, they were like, Oh no! Like I love doing it, but I can't stand entertaining kids, <laughs> you know. And and so I and so I realised, oh, I actually really enjoy this. So I said, oh, maybe I should get into teaching. So I went and did a, a BA in outdoor learning in in Tralee, and then I went on to Waterford and did my a BA in uh, in adult education, and, yeah. and and said, well, I'll become a teacher. And you know, it, it just seemed like a good pathway for me. But yeah, I I, I d- it was just I didn't realise it was something I wanted to do until I was already doing it several years. Mm. If you know what I mean. Does it feel kind of like a dream job for you? Like it, it, talking to you, it feels like this is what you were supposed to do. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's such a high stress job mm. and so challenging at times. But I so much look forward to going to work. Yeah. yeah, I'm very lucky that way, you know. But it's it's still really hard. I I, I mean I. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, yeah. you know, like you definitely have to try it before you kind of get too stuck in, you know, because, yeah, it's it's logistically as well. Like people go, oh, it's all about getting in the water. But, you you know, it's not like I meet people in the classroom, like uh, they arrive and then we have to like load the right amount of kayaks, the paddles, the the helmets or, you know, and then you have to, tr- you know, move to another location and you have to make sure it's safe. You have to check the weather or maybe the wind is coming from the wrong direction or the tides are like this. And, you know, there's so yeah, many things yeah. to consider. I mean, I, I, I I'm... Yeah, I, I mean, I spend hours in the evening kind of planning, in, in-depth in planning of what I'm going to do the next day, you know, so that I, I can be relaxed, hopefully, the next day when, I, when, I'm, when I'm doing it. You, you sound know. like the ideal teacher, really, <laughs> too. And do you think Ireland is a good place to be learning? Like, we have, do we have the landscape, like the, the ideal landscape for these types of activities? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, you know, we, we've, we've got the mountains, rivers, lakes, amazing coastline for, for everything. But I mean, the only thing I suppose we're lacking is we don't have any big rivers with big rapids all mm-hmm. year round. So mm-hmm. a lot, I think a lot of the whitewater kayakers would like um, maybe if they made some more sort of water sport parks, you know, mm-hmm. they've, they've got a lot. They've won in Nottingham in England yeah. and, and they've got others on the continent. So something kind of dedicated. I think they're doing something on the Liffey and, and they have a few things, but it'd be great to have a few more like one in Cork and, yeah. and a good one in Limerick. You often and see those Galway. when you watch the Olympics and it, they have to build them, yes. you know, in whatever city they're holding the Olympics. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you've seen like the the um, them going down through the, the green and red yeah. gates. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, we can we can lobby for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, Tyke, thank you so much for joining us. It's been so interesting to learn all about your journey and your teaching. And I would say you've definitely inspired a few people today. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Sarah. Tyke. I'm still thinking about most people having like five careers in their lifetime. Yeah, really interesting. I think we are we on our third. Well, we're podcasting now. Is that number four? Oh, God, maybe it is. <laughs> all these transferable skills. What will be your fifth? Oh God, who knows? It won't be, it probably won't be.
kayaking or powerboating. I can or... see you as a windsurfing instructor. <laughs> you never know. Um, I thought it was really interesting as well about, um, I think both men talked about kind of transferable skills. Um, Mick mentioned as well, learning all about the environment and sustainability and how that's such an important part of teaching the outdoor education courses and how they're trying to incorporate it into all of the FET courses, all further education. And I think that kind of thing is only going to grow now because more and more people are more concerned and more interested in sustainability. So I'm interested and keen to see where this goes. Absolutely. Um, I just loved talking to them, loved hearing about the wide range of people that they have coming onto the courses. And it's still, it, it seems kind of glamorous to me. I know being in the sea all day and night isn't that glamorous, but... I, I w- it wouldn't surprise me if you ended up down in Ackle teaching <laughs> or something, at learning next year. Anyway, it was great to talk to Mick and Tyg, and it was great to have you here listening with us. And we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of OMG What a Complete Education. We hope you've learned something new today. And don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to learn more, head on over to etbi.ie to find a path into further education and training or to find details on your local ETB to discover the wide variety of lifelong learning options available right on your doorstep.